Hi, and welcome to the Movement and Mindfulness Podcast with me, Erica Webb of Erica Webb Yoga and Pilates. In this podcast, I, along with my guests, will explore what it means to move as an act of self-kindness and self-discovery. We'll look at the ways movement, mindset, and mindfulness support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I truly believe that movement has the ability to expand our capacity to show up for the things that are important to us. And I'm here to help you embrace the idea of movement as a powerful tool for wellness, rather than just another thing you think you should be doing. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to episode 39 of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast. I'm Erica and I am really happy to have you here with me today. It is Monday as I record this and we are deep in the midst of schooling at home, of being in stage four lockdown here in Melbourne and life looks a lot different to the way that it used to. So wherever you are in the world, I hope that you're doing okay. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about something that I taught in a masterclass in my Mindful Movement virtual studio last week. So we did a masterclass all about the balanced hip and I thought that might be really useful information to share with you as well. So we're going to go not in as much depth because there's no visual here, but to to talk a little bit about what balance might look like in a hip and from a from a movement perspective. And we're going to have a little bit of a chat about what balance is anyway and why the pursuit might not be balance as a sort of destination endpoint, but balancing. And I have my good friend, the Movement Maestro, to thank for the inspiration around that differentiation, which we'll talk about a little bit more. So the the masterclass that I ran was all about the balanced hip and considering the hip joint and how we could find balance in that space so that we experience less tension and more ease. And as far as I'm concerned, there's four kind of elements, I suppose, to a balanced part of the body. So we're going to go over those because I think that this could apply to any part of your body. Um, And in this particular masterclass, we were just talking about the hip. So let's go over them really quickly and then we'll come back to each one. So the four elements that I think of when I think of sort of a balanced part of the body are ease, specificity, strength, and flexibility or mobility. So ease, what is ease? You've possibly heard me talk before about somatics, somatic exercise, and what that offers the body. And when I think about ease in any single body part or system, really I'm thinking about the the ease that somatic movement offers us. And without getting too deeply into what that is, really what we want muscles to be able to do is to contract, to create movement, to to help us move and lift and locomate and do all those things that we need to do in the world. But then when they're not needed to be sort of in that uh, you know, strength state, we want them to be able to, to let go of that effort. So we want that sort of dance between effort and release. Oftentimes, though, when we're chronically tense, those muscles stay kind of in tone a lot of the time. And it's almost like we forget how to release a certain level of of effort or tone in the muscles. So ease becomes this piece where we can, you know, use the muscles in their entire range, not just this small kind of chronically tight, tense range. So that's ease. 
specificity is a very (laughs) mouthful of a word, Um, but specificity, when we're talking about that, we're talking about these movement habits that, again, if you've been listening for a while, you might have heard me talk about. If this is your first episode, you might be like, what is she talking about? But basically specificity is where we're talking about, like, is the body part that we're looking at doing what we would expect it to do? Or is another part of the body kind of stepping in to take over where either mobility or strength or something uh, isn't available in that body part? So when we're talking about the hip, what can happen is if we don't have the mobility, if we don't have the strength, if we don't have the movement capacity at a hip, your lower back will often take on a lot of that load because it's kind of up the chain. And we have this this unit in between the leg and the low back, which is your pelvis. And if we are, I guess, unable to move the leg independent of the pelvis, then every movement at the level of the leg is going to affect the way that your back moves and feels. And so specificity becomes really important because when we are deep in excuse me, when we are deep in a habit state in our body, which most of us are all the time because habit is efficient and our bodies like efficiency. When we are in that kind of habit space, sometimes we don't realize that when we move our leg, we're actually moving a lot in our back. And that's not to say that there would never be an opportunity where that would be an important thing, not at all. But when we start to look at the specificity of each kind of part of ourselves, we get more clarity in that sort of body-mind relationship and we start to deepen our ability to, I guess, get the the most out of, um, as a, out of our body as a whole, not in a pushy kind of way, but just in a way of like everything's working well and so as a unit it works really well together. So after ease and specificity, then we have strength because we want to be strong in a way that allows us to move through the world and do the things that we need to do. And one of the things that I think is really interesting is that often those parts of our body that feel really tight are the exact same parts of our body where we could do with more strength. And there's a really good reason for that. It took me a long while to kind of really come to terms with why that was. It was like, why, you know, a muscle that is tight surely doesn't need to be tighter in strength. Um, But the reality is that, you know, we've, again, we've talked about this before, but your nervous system is the thing that's responsible for determining the level of tone that is being held in a muscle. And one of the things that your nervous system and that your body and your brain wants is a sense of safety, stability, capacity to just be upright and moving through the world. And so if your nervous system, if your body kind of senses that there is a lack of stability somewhere in the system, it will create stability by creating tension, tightness in the muscles. And so that's why often an area that is tight is actually an area that perhaps is lacking a little bit of stability or there's a lack of stability somewhere up or down the line. And so sometimes when we introduce strength, that will actually be the thing that will relieve that feeling of tension because suddenly there's more conscious control in that area. And that's why that ease piece is really important too, because we're connecting the brain up with that part of the body. And if we can kind of get more clarity in that brain map of the body, that too imparts more of a sense of 
security, safety, stability, because we're more in control of that part of our body than we were before. So strength is a really important part and having strength that is matched to the thing that we're trying to do, but also having strength and mobility on opposite sides of the joint as well. So if we were really strong in our bottom, but our hips were always tight, we'd have a hard time using that strength in your bum to pull the leg behind you because the the hip flexors, the stuff at the front of the hip wouldn't let go enough to let you come into, um, come into hip extension. So um, I don't want to get too like down that rabbit hole, but basically having that that balance, I suppose, in the hip relies on balance around the entire structure. <laughs> you can probably hear my kids this morning too. I, uh, you know, homeschooling, what do you do? Um, so that is the strength piece. And then flexibility and mobility is probably where we mostly think of this all starting. So when we are experiencing tension, when we're like, oh my gosh, my hip is so sore, the first thing that we do or the first thing that maybe we think we should do is stretch. And we could stretch for days <laughs> and have no long-term relief if we're not considering these other pieces of the puzzle. Because when we stretch tissues that ultimately we haven't made any other changes to, we haven't imparted more safety, we haven't imparted um, a deeper connection with the brain and the body, then <clears throat> anything that we do on that level will be pretty temporary because, again, your nervous system is going to pull you back to what you know because we haven't changed our habit, we haven't changed anything else about the input. Um, and so that part is is important. So, But flexibility and mobility absolutely have their place. And so we don't not stretch, we just can't let that be the whole of the picture because we miss out on really important parts of, uh, of that balance. So hopefully that makes sense, even without the visual prompts that I like to use. But we've got ease, specificity, strength, and flexibility or mobility. Um, and as a side note, mobility really is a combination of strength and flexibility. It's like the usable range that you have within a, a part of your body. Um, but I think we we often talk about flexibility. Um, it, it's more well understood what that means. So that's kind of like your your very quick um, discussion around what would it mean to be balanced in a particular part of the body. And, and, and as I said, I did this masterclass on hips and so that's sort of where my brain is at at the moment. But this could apply kind of anywhere. And I think I think it applies off the mat too. We won't go down that um, down that path right now, but you know you might like to think for for a little bit like how do those four elements actually apply? beyond movement as well. Like I can think off the top of my head, like, yeah, in life, I need ease. I need specificity. I need strength and I need flexibility. Um, and that creates this sense of balance because if you were always just, you know, strong arming your way through life, it doesn't feel very good. Likewise, if you're kind of flip flapping from one thing to the next and, and just flexible to, um, to the end of the day, then, then that doesn't work either. Um, and so it's interesting how these principles can always be taken away from the movement uh, like space and applied in, in other ways and it still makes a lot of sense. So I love that. Um, but the other thing that I want to talk about is I named my masterclass 
masterclass, my masterclass, the balanced hip. And then yesterday or the day before, I got an email from the movement maestro talking about the difference between balance and balancing. And it got me thinking about the fact that I'd called this masterclass the balanced hip because really we're never going towards some end point. There is no magical moment where you'll be like, ding, 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 ding. I now have a balanced tip and I can lay down my efforts and walk away. It's not how the body works. It's not how we work as humans. And yet I think that this is what gets so many of us kind of like feeling something about how, about our efforts whether it's our efforts in life or our efforts to move well and feel well, when we think that there's some magical destination that we are trying to arrive at, it can be really frustrating because in any pursuit we have these moments where we feel like we've made so much progress and then we have days where we think that all of that progress was for nothing and we feel like we're way back before where we even started from. And that is just the nature of being human because you know, sometimes we've not slept very well. Sometimes we're sad. Sometimes we are feeling on top of the world. Sometimes we're in the midst of a global pandemic. Sometimes we are not. And so how we are and how we feel changes and it can change on, you know, the flip of a coin. It can change so quickly and just as quickly change back again. And so this pursuit of balance, I think, is possibly just the wrong word. What we're searching for is this act of balancing because it is always going to be a dance. It is always going to be like a a call and response sort of activity where you notice what is going on in your body and then you respond accordingly. And so I don't think that we ever hit this moment of pure balance. We're always looking for how are we continuing to to how are we continuing to balance in the sense that it's a it's an ongoing pursuit, not something with a, a definite end point. Um, and I remember many years ago when I was training with Lisa Peterson, who is my somatic um, my somatic exercise uh, teacher. She talked about she would fly out from Ireland to to do our workshops and. She would talk about how she would land and then spend, you know, an hour, an hour and a half in her hotel room doing somatics to balance out again or to find, you know, to to move closer to that balance point. And I remember at the time being really struck by that dedication because I was a mum of like babies at that point and I was like, wow, you know, there is so much dedication in that to to your own body and your own being to to be so committed to to moving towards balance. But what struck me was that she's been doing this work for decades and, you know, she hasn't hit, she hadn't hit that magical point where suddenly she had this balanced body that she never had to pay attention to again. It doesn't work like that. And we know that, but we behave as though there is some magical moment where everything will be perfection. And it's just not how it is. So my invitation for you, if you like this idea of, you know, balance in the sense of those four elements that we talked about, but then also understanding that it's not a destination. It's it's genuinely um, a, a willingness to be curious on a daily basis and to notice, like, what is it that you need today? Because it changes. 
often we have a goal in mind and we work, you know, in pursuit of that goal. But, and that's worthy, you know, I absolutely work towards goals. But we also have to be willing to just sit with and notice what is in us on any given day, in any given moment, and what it is that we need in response to what we feel. And I think that that is where this pursuit of balancing rather than an end point of balance is really vital. So I'd love to know what you think about that. I always love to hear from you. So if you are like, oh, this has sparked some ideas for me, um, come over and find me on Instagram. I'm at Erica Web Yoga, or you can find me on my website, ericawebyoga.com.au. Send me an email. Let me know how you're enjoying the podcast. And if you have um, the time after this episode ends, if you've been listening for a while, I would absolutely love you to leave me a review um, and subscribe over on Apple um Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you're listening. And it would be remiss of me not to mention that that masterclass that I was just talking about is recorded and in my Mindful Movement virtual studio. So all of the stuff that I um, offer to my, my members inside the studio lives on in the library. So if that is something that, you know, you're like, oh, I really want to know more about that, the doors to the studio are open you can join us. Absolutely no commitment. You could join for a month um, and see if it's right for you. If you want to find out more information, head to my website. It's ericawebyoga.com.au forward slash virtual studio. And that'll just give you a bit of an idea of what you can find inside the studio. But we are live streaming four times a week still, um, Australian time, uh, on a Tuesday and Thursday morning, a Wednesday night and a Sunday afternoon. And there is dozens of uh, classes in the library as well that you can watch in your own time, all ranging from five minutes up to 60, all the masterclasses, um, heaps of really lovely content and access to to a really lovely community and to support from me, which I think um, I, I'm loving being able to provide to people in these challenging times. So I hope that you are doing okay. Thank you so much for listening. I am genuinely so grateful uh, that you would sit and, and spend 15 minutes listening to me talk about what I love. Uh, as I said, I'd love to hear what you think about the podcast, so come on over and find me. And until next time, I hope you have a great week. Bye.